Let me take a guess. You've been listening to Call Me By Your Game, having a pretty dang time, but you've run out of episodes, finding yourself waiting for the next drop each week, wondering where, oh where, can I get more and more Call Me By Your Game content? Well, I'm here to tell you folks that there is such a place. It actually exists. This is the host of Call Me By Your Game, Connor McCabe, here to tell you all about our Patreon network over at Super NPC radio so this is our patreon that we have created to not only support our shows but make new content and bigger content going forward in fact if you like call me by your game i want to tell you all about the co-op episodes that we do these are monthly episodes where i sit down and do a deep dive with a panel of people to talk about a particularly impactful game we've discussed games such as the legend of zelda breath of the wild super mega baseball 3 final fantasy 10 tony hawk 1 and 2 remake and we have so much more to come so if you're interested in hearing these episodes these are a part of our dj toad tier on our patreon which is ten dollars a month and again you get a monthly huge episode for me and some of my most favorite people talking about iconic games so if this is interesting to you check us out and if you want to get a taste of what it's like take a look at the previews that we drop in this feed otherwise we'll see you over at our patreon network at patreon.com slash super npc radio Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, a podcast where I, your host, Connor McKay, bring on a very special guest to talk about a video game uh, that is special to them from their past and why. And if you listen to the show, you know that we dive into as much of what made that game fun and what the guest loves about it as we do about the context uh, about what was going on in their life during <laughs> during this time um a little bit of housekeeping up top is that uh we have an instagram and a twitter so if you want to check those out this is we've only recently begun promoting them but we're on instagram at, at call me by your game pod and on twitter at call me by your game but there's only one y in there so it's b-y-o-u-r uh, Ooh, okay uh, so this is this is homework, especially for you, Charles. Like, get on your social, <laughs> hit those follow buttons, uh, and then uh, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That helps our visibility. So if you love this game, leave us a positive review and let us know your favorite part of this game or the weirdest thing to you. Um, you can share the show with a friend, and of course, we have a Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/SuperNPCRadio. Um, but that's it for the housekeeping. I'll do the nice. do what is famously known as the best part of the episode and introduce our guest. So please welcome uh, to the mic, Apple Saver, Pester Ball Tosser, and Main Pick Snapper, <laughs> oh, Charles wow. Mockler. Welcome to the show. Yes, thank you for so much for having me. I, I'm very excited to talk about this game. 
Me too. It should be fun. Uh, it's so good to, this is our first interaction in at least uh, maybe nine or 10 months aside from some, you know, some light texting to schedule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's been, it's been a wild ride right now. It really has. Uh, and we haven't uh, gotten to get into any debauchery recently. So someday we'll get, I'm sure when safe debauchery. Yes. Legally course. allowed debauchery. Totally. Within, you know, CDC guidelines within uh, you know, actually <laughs> with concern for others. But uh, uh, Charles, before we dive into anything video game related, uh, I know you technically you, you do fall within the category of how I know most of my guests, which is technically through the uh, Los Angeles improv community. But that technicality is because I knew your girlfriend before you, the famous Hannah Cannongator. Well, I knew her before you knew her. You know, it's debatable. Uh, I know you guys (laughs) like have known each other for the time, definitely longer. But I think like, you know, as friends go, you know, it's I could fudge the numbers in my favor. No, (laughs) it's definitely not even comparable. Uh, But I met you through Hannah and who's uh, one of my really good friends. But we've probably known each other for like, we're probably going on like five years, Bucko. I was going to say half a decade. Yeah. Yeah. We're really, we're really doing I've been well. to your home. You have. You, you got, you came to our home so many times uh, <laughs> and it was just always such a blast. Um, but that's, that's how I know you. Uh, but how might people know you? What do you want to share about yourself? Uh, feel free to just freaking blow up your own spot if you, if you don't want, if you don't mind. That's- that's legit. Um, people might know me. Uh, I host the daily Clippers podcast, Locked On Clippers, yes. uh, which is on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm not doing that for free. Um, so you can check that out. You don't have to give us to Patreon, which is nice. Um, I also host a podcast um, called The New 20s, where me and my buddy Ooh. talk about being 30 uh, in 2020, which is the new 20 and how what a horrible year it is to have been 30 because he just turned 30. Wow, dude. Um, I So did I. So I relate to that so hard. Yeah. So <laughs> Who do you uh, yeah, with? You can, you can, uh, Caleb Studevant. Um, oh, you cool. can find that on uh, iTunes, all those good places. But yeah. And then you might know me from, uh, I did stand up back when stand up was legal and yes. fun. So yeah, I used to host a Chatterbox show and the mic and all that. So might have seen me talking a bunch of stupid stuff on there. And was, Correct me if I'm wrong. Was Chatterbox all the way out in like not Upland, but like Covina? Covina? Oh, yeah. baby, not West Covina, uh, Covina proper, uh, yes. right by that first. You know, you go to the first In and Out that was ever created out there. Yes, check it out. Um, which I did every week at least. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to Chatterbox. I hope they're doing okay. But yeah, that's a that's a that's where I want to be doing debauchery right now. Actually. Out in Covina, uh, of course. Just drinking, just drinking too strong of gin and tonics at the Chatterbox. Dude, I, I, I highly welcome the return of that for you someday, and really hope <laughs> that this it. is us manifesting that it's actually going to happen. Oh yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Thank you for sharing a little bit about yourself. Um, we haven't even uh, actually mentioned the game that we're going to focus on a little later, but why don't you uh, tell us what we're going to be talking about in a little bit, Charles? So we're talking about one. I went back and forth on when you asked me to pick a game because yes. I am pretty historically all sports games. That's pretty much only what I wow. played um, was all sports games because, you know, it's what I did as a kid. So it was fun. I also wasn't allowed to buy super violent video games. Yeah. So I couldn't mm-hmm. get any of those. Um, probably a good thing. Um, I would want to see the path that you would have went down if you would have got gold. Oh, 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 who knows? <laughs> um, but uh, we're Lakers talking fan. about, <laughs> yeah, oh God, but we're talking about Pokemon snap today, which is one of 
the weirdest games that I think has ever been created. I think it's something that it is getting a remake, which is great. Yeah. Um, because it's also one of the first games that kind of taught me that a game could be relaxing. All right. Which I think plays a really big part into it. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that's a, especially just thinking of the, some of the music on that island, I'm already feeling Ooh. like pretty serene right now. Right? Like, it's it's one of those games where, and if you haven't played the game, the, the best way to describe it is you're, on a, you're in a cart, and yes. you're on a fixed track, and there's six or seven levels. Yeah. There's not a lot. Um, and you take pictures of Pokemon. And you yep. give him to Professor Oak, and he judges you pretty harshly on him. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. If you're out there, Oak uh, could have gone easier on us when we were eight. Yeah. But it's funny because <laughs> it's a game that it's really just it doesn't tell you a whole lot. It tells you how to play, and then I mean, back in the day, you had to get like a Game Informer magazine or something like that to figure out because there's it's such a deeper game. Yes. Than they even decide to really tell you like they really undersell how deep totally. the game is um, for what it is. But, and you just have to figure a bunch of random stuff out and it, yeah, it's just a game that nothing's obvious at all. I would yeah. say like outside of, Oh, I got to take pictures of this, but then you get to a point where like, Oh, I need more photo points or whatever it's called. And you're just like, I guess I'll just start throwing stuff at other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, it really helps. It's kind of, it's a very creative game too. Totally. Despite being very linear. Yeah, I think it's – and we'll we'll really dive into it in a little bit, but I think you're absolutely correct. And it also just stands out to me as just such a different game uh, from that time and on the N64 specifically. So Yeah, it's, definitely. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. Um, before we dive in too hard, I uh, would love to hear about uh, – a little bit about your history with games in general. Um, For sure. It's so sort of starting with uh, like, do you remember the first time you took like an interest in games or like when a game really captured you for the first time? Does that or was it sort of just like a you liked games? I saw I'm like, I know my family played board games and stuff like that. Um, That whole thing, like we were pretty big on that. But as far as video games, I think the first time I saw one, I was into it. Like, you know, the first time you see I'm 31. So the first time I saw like a super nintendo or something like that because i never had those old systems mm-hmm. but you know my my stepbrothers did and it was just like it i don't know it's just crazy like you, yeah the music is phenomenal like you know mario i think was pro- legitimate you know kind of the classic first game you really kind totally. of like get captured by and, and like we're, the music we're right at that sort of like cusp where we're just old enough to have that was our first game because yeah i also did not grow up with the super nintendo but we did have an old nes i feel like if you were maybe like two years younger than me you're probably that was probably not your first game yeah definitely right no it's all good because that's just that's such a weird thing because gaming moves so weird with how those things work like i remember talking to my dad about like when Pong and all that stuff first came out. <laughs> and it's like, and it, it was horrible, um, just yeah. graphics wise. But I was also, I was pretty into computer games. Um, oh, I actually sick. think, I think the first game that really captured me was SimCity. All right. The original because, one? Yeah, the first one, That's because cool. it was just like, you know, it was like, you could just build a city and then you could destroy the city if you felt like it. And you could raise taxes and all this weird stuff. And it was like, it was such a, it had so much depth to it that I didn't even really understand as a kid how crazy it was. Totally. Um, but console wise, it was definitely Mario. You know, we, we just trade off on Mario and stuff like that. And I don't know, it's, it's just so fun. And you can, I think another aspect to it 
is when you're a kid and maybe there's things happening around you that you can't control. Yeah. When you play a video game, that's yours. Totally. Right. Agency like can, for the first time. Yes. Like you're like, I can do this. I can do whatever I want in this scenario right now. And I think that's a big thing that played a part into it too. Yeah. That's such, that's a really interesting thing you bring up. It, it also sort of, that is making me think of it, uh, in a way it sort of almost brought, could bring kids to like a level playing field on anything for the first time in our lives. Yeah, like for sure. We're probably could get as good as you're our better parents. than your parents yeah. well for the most part like when we were growing up you're if you had a video game system your parents probably weren't playing it yeah. so everyone's had that memory of like trying to play something with your dad or mom or something <laughs> and you're like you're really bad at yes this. And, I, and i don't get why you're so bad at this um but yeah it really is yeah it's a good call it's like the first time you can be really good at something and i played sports and stuff like that and was like a pretty good athlete but like video games that thing where it's like anyone you can't judge any book by its cover when you're playing, you know, Super Smash or whatever. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm also pretty sure I've seen a, a Pokemon cartridges at your place. Yeah, Did you play Pokemon the, cards speaking too. Of Pokemon. I'm a big Pokemon guy. I mean, that was like the first. That's like really probably the only game I was like a super big fan of, which again, we come from the generation where Pokemon was the most popular thing in the world. So weird we got to see it like be born. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, I mean, I still have red and blue and yellow and all that stuff. And I mean, obviously Pokemon Snap, but yeah, Pokemon is one where you're just like, it's just cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know why it captured me so much like at first, but it was pretty yeah. instantaneous. And I just like suddenly had to have that game at some point. <laughs> yeah. And the cards were cool. Like I would mm-hmm. go visit my dad in Seattle and we would go to Yawajimaya and we would buy the pocket monster cards. Oh which is, my you know, gosh. There, which, yeah. So like, I'm sure I threw away tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> uh, and really, and probably some collectible cards. But yeah, so like the cards were cool to collect. Never played the game with cards. Seemed way too complicated for me to try. It to is complicated out. for sure. <laughs> um, but no, like, I mean, the Game Boy game, yeah, like that was, everyone just having their Game Boys at recess, just like posted. Do you remember, a, did, what, do you remember the first one you have had, was it red or blue? It was blue. I was a blue, blue kid. A blue kid. Yeah. Okay. Red kid here. So, you know. Okay. I mean, different. Charizard is hard to deny. I really feel like Blastoise never got his fair due. Blastoise um, is so cool. He has water cannons on his back. Yeah. And, and he's he a giant to turtle. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um. Yellow was okay. I didn't really like how you had to have Pikachu. Okay, for sure. Um, and then, like, I played, like, Crystal. I mean, I don't, I don't even really go that far past because I was like, this is now getting too deep for me to put as much time as I probably should yes. <laughs> to it at the time of my life. It's a lot of monsters um, to log after the first two generations. It's a lot to remember. Yeah, I'm like, what am I doing here? Um, and, you know, the hardware changes and stuff like that. I love so. that age, age 11 Charles is already having a sit down with himself. Like, Just stretch. I don't like, know if I can do this. Yeah, <laughs> I got like a spreadsheet of my hours I can put in on Pokemon. Homework, uh, chores, baseball. <laughs> yeah, got to clock in for this Pokemon shit. Um <laughs> But yeah, Pokemon was the first big, Pokemon was the first franchise, I guess I was really into. I don't really count Madden and stuff like that. Mm. Cause like those that, you know, those came out every year, like 2K sure, sports yeah, was fun yeah. too. But Pokemon was the first like non-sports game where I was like, I love this. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah, I, it, it was really hard not to be captured by it back then. And that was, it was so cool that it seemed like everybody liked Pokemon when we were kids. 
Yeah, like I can't, I was just running it through my head. I can't really think of someone who I taught, who back in the day, because, you know, now you have people who are like, I hate that popular thing. And you're sure, like, of course. Cool, great. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but I don't even, I don't even, and I was growing up, I was in Hamilton, Montana, which maybe wasn't the target demographic for Pokemon. And I, I, I think that's exactly <laughs> what they were aiming for. <laughs> that's true. Um, but I, I can't remember anyone who didn't yeah. enjoy it, let alone know about it, obviously. Yeah, probably the rare... The rare kid. Um, you, you also said that you're a big uh, sports games guy. You just, I mean, obviously you're a huge yeah. sports fan. You you are, you're part of the sports media, technically, sir. Oh, no. Is this, yeah, this is a no spin zone. <laughs> yeah, Chris, um, uh, 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 Kyrie Irving's coming for you, my friend. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a pawn, dude. What do you want me to say? I'm a pawn. Um, Most valuable piece on the board, some say. But. Hey, you know. Uh, sneaky good, a sneaky good, I would say. Um, I'm just glad he's been watching Queen's Gambit because that is the only reason he used that word. (laughs) That's too funny. Oh my gosh. Um, what are some of your favorite franchises? You may have just named a couple of them. I mean, Madden is, I hate to use this word, but it's the most iconic sports franchise, yeah. Um, which has truly gone downhill the last five, six years or so, which really bums me out. Um, just EA in general. What do you, Um, are you still playing those games? I'm not buying them new. Yeah. I kind of like just out of principle and like I'll buy Madden every three years. Sure. Because that's when things kind of make some kind of change. Yeah. But I'm also I the only time I like playing online games is like like Overwatch, first person shooters, stuff like that. Sure. But I if you've ever played sports games online, it's the worst genre of games to play online with strangers yeah is, I, is absolutely horrible and is it because people's skill ceiling is so high or they're just assholes or both so yeah. i think the issue is <laughs> great combo. like like i'm fine getting beat if someone's like oh yeah they're just better than me that's fine mm-hmm. but especially with fifa and especially with madden you know there's like say in madden it's like when michael vick was a 99 oh my god and you would run you know you'd run the hail mary and then you just run 70 yards with michael vick yes which when you're playing against the computer you're like this is fun i hate the computer totally. um, but now when you're playing against another person and they figured out that you called double cross with this one route and that person's just always open because the game just hasn't overlapped those probabilities or whatever yeah you it's it's impossible to have an actual fair match and fifa you know you built the right team like ultimate team is just such a money grab and stuff like Mm -hmm. that too that you just build teams where you exploit the stats of the game and you're not actually playing the game like that was a nice thing kind of going back to Pokemon, especially Pokemon Snap. Yeah. You can do one thing. You can take pictures and there's no, <laughs> like, there's no like sweatiness or stuff like that. But Madden's not a, a good bunch one. of I systems mean, you're worrying about. Yeah. And like, as I got older, like when I was in college, I mean, Call of Duty was huge when I was yeah. in college. I prestiged way too many times. Uh, I don't even know what that means. So this is the dorkiest thing ever. So prestige <laughs> is the best gimmick that a video game ever thought of. So it's like, Say there's only say there's like 90 levels of you know you get to level 90, um, and then after that when you're playing online it's kind of like okay what do I do now? Yeah, prestige you just start over. Oh wow, <laughs> you just start oh, over. Wow, and there's some th- like it, back in the day when you prestige I don't even think there was different unlockables. Dang. So you would like kind of just have everything and then just start over and you'd get like a different emblem. And I think I prestige like two or three times, which isn't even that many compared to like what other people can do. Sure. So Call of Duty was big when I was in college and had a lot more free time to just smoke blunts and 
play hours of Call of Duty. Not bad. Um, not not a bad situation really yeah. for college. I graduated, so it worked out okay. I Hell guess. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then like other than that, like I mean, I love over- now. Probably my favorite game is Overwatch because yes. it's complete anarchy and. They actually do a good job of trying to fix kind of the sweatiness stuff that a lot of other games I think are plagued by with shooters. Oh, that's cool. Are you playing Overwatch 2 or are you sticking with the first? I'm sticking with the first. The second one doesn't seem worth it. I don't even, Um, I couldn't even tell you the difference between the first, the the two of them. I think it's just, I think it's maps and I think there's a few different characters. But the other thing that I really love about Overwatch is that you buy the game and that's all you have to spend money on. That's really refreshing. (laughs) Right? Like with Madden and Call of Duty and like these Battle Royale games now. Oh, don't, I hate to, 2K is the worst gaming, uh, just the worst thing about gaming, I think. But yeah, there's no microtransactions unless you want to buy coins to unlock stuff. But none of those unlockables make your character better, which oh, is why is I really it more like, like it. aesthetic. Yeah, like it's like what Fortnite did, I mean, yeah. where they're like, they're like, you want a cool jacket? And you're like, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it works. But no, I, I probably Overwatch. And then I've randomly been playing. Have you ever played any of the Worms games? Dude. I have. I played, I grew, there was one, I think it was Worms 2 that I played on the computer in like junior high, but then they just came out with that new one, right? Yeah. So one of them was free. On PS Plus. Yes. yes. I've been playing Worms Battleground. Dude, it's, that's the weirdest franchise. It's so weird. Like Hannah was like, what's, what is that? I'm like, you're just worms and you shoot each other. <laughs> and that's all it is. Like, Dang. But yeah. What do you think of this new one? Cause I haven't tried it. I just uh, added it to my library. It's the learning curve is pretty steep as okay. with all battle Royale games. Um, but I mean, it's really fun and weird. You, cool. you just go around and you try and get as many kills as possible. Dang. Good for, good for worms. In fact, I, after, uh, a spoiler alert for you is we'll do a couple fun segments at the very end of oh, the yeah. show. One of them is uh, game recommendations. And just to the episode I did last week, one of the wrecks was Worms too. So Worms are heating up. They are quite topical right now. It's very weird that they've been able to stay relevant. Truly. Um, I also, I just remembered another game that I think, I bet a lot of people have said made them realize they like video games. Mm. Oregon Trail. Oh, you know, I the first RPG that any of us probably ever played without knowing it was an RPG. <laughs> I, that truly might be the first time, maybe second time someone's referenced it on the show. But it was like that was com- Computer Lab Central for me. That's all you did. Yeah. Like because n- none of the adults knew how to teach computers. Yes. So <laughs> you just you just played Oregon Trail. Uh, that was uh, was that something? Did you ever go out of your way to play that at school? Or is it just like, no, when we're in the computer lab, then I'll do it. Uh, I mean, I would try and play it when I could, sure. you know, like if there was like, if it was like, you know, cause it was Montana, if it was too cold, we'd just be like, we're going to go to the computer lab and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. That's and then cool. uh, MDK, my, my uncle was a really big into computers. Yeah. Um, he did all the computers for the school district where I grew up. So he had a bunch of like MDK is this crazy game. Dude, I know that because like, I played the second one. Yeah. It's, weird. Dude, the first one is very weird. Um, and then like Mist <laughs> was yes. a game that I played uh-huh. way too young. Like growing now, I'm like, that's the creepiest game in the world. I can't believe I played Mist. Yes. Um, but those like early, that kind of generation of like games you could really only get for Max. Yes. <laughs> is what I played a lot. That's so, uh, so many things 
deep throwbacks right there. Yeah, uh, so that was a lot. <laughs> gosh, we we actually did an episode on Mist uh, nice. with uh, a friend of the show, Courtney Venez, who's also a voice actor who did. Uh, I've, I've talked about it a bunch, but have, if you know the game Hades, uh, which oh, is yeah. like super popular, she did two huge voices in that. So that's awesome. So oh, shout yeah. shout out to uh, to you, friend Courtney. But um, last thing I kind of wanted to ask you about your game history is uh i don't think you said quite yet but what are you playing right now is it just oh is it mainly overwatch and testing out some stuff yeah like i do the thing like i mean you know i i beat i played spider-man i got that all done um kind of want to buy the new one but it seems just kind of like a reskin so i I will say i there's not enough that there's not a ton that's drastically different it's shorter but i think i actually liked it better Oh, okay. Good to know. Um, uh, yeah, I think that his abilities are so much more interesting or at least easier for me to use than yeah. Peter Parker's. And uh, I thought the story was really good. And uh, it's just, it's gorgeous. Um, it's yeah. one of my favorites of the year for sure. But okay, cool. uh, if you want more of like a 15, 20 hour Spider-Man experience. Got it. Okay. Because yeah. I, I liked how, you know, I kind of wish the first one was actually longer for the. Uh, oh, Yeah. Yeah, I also think that having the spider drones was a giant mistake because those are the most overpowered. Oh yeah, in the world. You're like, four drones, idiots. Game. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like, so I played that. Um, I played Cuphead. I'm you know, oh, nice. I haven't beat that one yet, obviously. Um, so that's one that's like games that I can kind of pick up and get back into easier. What I'm playing now. Okay. Um, cool. I got all like GTA three, Vice City, and San Andreas were like ten dollars the other day on psn for like all three of them so i got those um i've almost run through gta 3 (laughs) which is is very fun um and then yeah i'm trying to play a lot of stuff with my buddies too um uh call of duty which gets less and less fun as i get older yeah um overwatch is still pretty fun are you too into uh fall guys Yes, I have a couple of victories on Fall Guys. Ooh, way to go. Um, yeah, I felt pretty good about that. That was what a great time for that game to have come out. Just Truly. right in the beginning of quarantine. And on, all the servers and on crashed. PS Plus. Yeah, and this, their servers were just destroyed. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. But yeah, Hannah was really into Fall Guys too, which was really fun. Um, and then I played Apex when it mm-hmm. came out because I got, you know, I played Fortnite when it was like when you couldn't snowboard and all the weird stuff <laughs> now like when you could only just build and shoot yeah um and actually now that i'm thinking about fortnite when fortnite first came out i think that's the most anxiety i've ever felt while playing a game <laughs> because you're you didn't you, i'd never played a game like that where yeah. you're just walking around a field and then you get killed and you're like oh okay i'm just scared the whole time now um yeah. but yeah like anything i'm probably gonna get red dead too because it's on sale but that's kind of my gaming i kind of have like a dad's gaming schedule i feel like hey you know we only have so much time especially if you've got some stuff you prioritize in your life that's perfectly reasonable uh in yeah dad charles mockler and hannah got me an n64 last christmas so i oh. have i have pokemon snap for that and then i have like tony hawk one and two. Ooh. Um, i have a ps2 as well with like uh, ESPN football 2k5 oh um, my and gosh. just those classes so like I like I like to do that so just like you know pick it up play a couple games on 2k5 or Tony Hawk or something like that I'm a nostalgia gamer too I think yes I I relate to that very, very much so I've been 
De- definitely getting some systems I never had during quarantine on eBay. Like I never had a PlayStation. Oh, that's exactly what one I did. I never two. had the PS2, and I was like, "Yep, buying this." Dude, I saw same that. here. Yeah. Oh, I love I it. Actually, I snagged my PS2. It's like the big old school one with okay. like the blue PS2 on the top of it from a Goodwill for ten dollars. That I, is. It was insane. I, I walked in. I was like, "What?" And it came with uh, Red Dead Revolver. And it had like a couple other games in it. And I was like, can I test this, see if it plugs in? And they're like, I don't know. And I just plugged it. They had a TV for sale. Oh, okay, so I just plugged it in and tested it. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm buying this. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Was yeah. it at the Goodwill in Hollywood? It was the one I was really early for work when I used to work at Umami Burger at the Grove. Okay. Um, shout out to no one there. <laughs> um, and I there's a Goodwill on Fairfax. And I just wow. was like walked in and was like, ooh. Was That's like, incredible. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Uh, that's like goodwill find of the century right there. I was Jeez. pretty hyped on it. And then I had to go to work, which sucked. Yeah. Because I wanted to just go play it. So, yeah. Dang. Uh, well, sweet. Well, thank you for giving us like a really good download on your history with games. Oh, I yeah. love that. Um, we're going to take a, a quick break for us. It'll be instantaneous for the listener. It'll be like a minute. Uh, and then we'll come back and we'll actually talk about Pokemon Snap. My name is Jeremy Schmidt, and I host a podcast called Video Games, a Comedy Show. We pretend like we are morning radio DJs within the Mushroom Kingdom for exactly five minutes per episode before dropping it all together. We cover topics like our favorite video games to take on vacation, the birthday roast of Mario, favorite Desert Island PS2 games, and infinity more episodes. If you like to hold a controller and are prone to laughter, well then Buster, I've got hours of stuff for you. Check out Video Games, a Comedy Show anywhere podcasts can be found welcome back to call me by your game with uh the great the mustached charles mockler um, quarantine that's the only good thing of quarantine so far the only good thing of quarantine you said <laughs> yeah yeah i've been able to get this mustache going i've been thinking about that for myself is that your mustache is the only good thing in quarantine so <laughs> i appreciate that of yeah, course yeah. i so i absolutely relate um well before we dive into like your history with this game i want to give the listener uh, a quick rundown of what it is. You did a pretty great job for us earlier, but um, we'll just share just in case the Perfect. listener's not yeah. super privy. But uh, Pokemon Snap, like Charles said, is uh, it's an on rails first person game where uh, you are taking pictures of the different Pokemon you see on the six or seven levels that you go through. <laughs> you play as a character from the anime uh todd did you ever watch the anime as a kid i saw i know nothing about anime and so i watched the cartoon that was on like fox or whatever yes but i don't know if that's technically an anime that i you know i don't even know if it is technically an anime but that's what i was referring to as well so we're okay on the yeah same page. i watched that yeah and that um, that was weird because that actually wasn't that into yeah I remember being I remember being into it and and there for like every episode, but also having my little uh, eight year old criticism of it. Yeah, we're like well. I don't know about this. Yeah, uh, it's Ash is frustrating for so many reasons, but 
Yes. Um, so this character, Todd, is a photographer in like- Todd f- Snap is his last name. How could I <laughs> ever forget? Uh, I wonder if they it was that was his name in the show or if they named him that for this. I bet it was just from the show because he was a photographer and they would do that. Yeah, it's one of the, this game is so cheeky. It's one of the first times where you're like, this is a really cheeky ass game, but I guess Very I'm much. with it. <laughs> uh, so this game, this game uh, was originally released in Japan in March of 99 uh, and then later released uh, June of 1999, actually June 30th in North America, which must have been just like June 30th, 1999. That's like, there's my summer right there is this yeah. 3D Pokemon <laughs> game. Uh, yeah. And uh, so that then it was released in North America. It's obviously a spinoff of the Pokemon series. Um, and let me check on one thing. I'm wondering, I'm pretty sure this is out before Stadium, but let me double check. I think it was because it flopped pretty hard. It's it's unlike anything else that had been out at the time for Pokemon. And I don't this think- This game North, flopped. Yeah. And I don't um, think North American audiences were really vibing oh, with it. You know what? Uh, yeah, looks like- Stadium didn't come out till I think February, February 2000. So this was the first 3D Pokemon, non-pixel Pokemon game that was pretty much out there. I mean, because we're used to yeah. the little tiny sprites on the um, on the Game Boy. And, I, you know, it, now it's not significant. Every Pokemon is 3D. But I think back then it was just like, holy shit, there are 3D Pokemon in the N64. And they're moving. Like the movements were so yes. cool because – you know, you like you said, you only saw the guys move like back and forth. Like there'd be like a tornado around them on the <laughs> yeah. Game Boy. And this, you're like, oh shit, there's Squirtle swimming or there's Pikachu surfing if you know what to do in the first level. Yes. And like all this stuff. But it is, it's so wild to think that they were like, all right, first 3D Pokemon game. What are we going to do? Something totally removed from everything yes. that, the, that the market <laughs> knows about how Pokemon work. Yes, it's not even remotely close to any sort of like battling or trading. None. You don't have Pokemon. Nope, you're just looking at them. Uh, which you know <laughs> ended up being a, a probably a, would have felt strange at the time, but worked out really well. This game was actually originally uh, developed for the Nintendo 64 DD, which is this like disc drive oh, add-on. Do you know about this Ooh. at all? I kind I knew they had a disc drive add-on, but what this could have been one of the most botched game launches ever. Yes. <laughs> like if they wouldn't have put it over into a cartridge. Totally. They I mean, they eventually just got rid of the DD and it never came out in America. It was only Japan because uh, it was such a flop. But uh, so yeah, they did port it to this. And uh, it was eventually released on the virtual console. I actually don't have the cartridge. I just have it on like my Wii U. Um, it's very cheap on eBay. I was pretty surprised. Unless oh. you want like the the box and everything, then it's kind of a lot. But I think I got Pokemon Snap for twelve dollars off. Of That's eBay. great. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, I'm an eBay hound, so I oh me too man. might have to do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll definitely check that one out. I've got a little like. There's a bunch of modded N64 games too. I bought Dragon Ball Kart, which is just Mario Kart with Dragon Ball Z characters. (laughs) I don't like anime at all, but I was like, this is cool. (laughs) That is so funny. I love it because they can actually fly around, but they're like, no, let's play in go-karts here. Where do karts? Yeah. (laughs) That's so funny. Um yeah, that's about all like the hi- the history and context I want to share about the game. It's it's one of those that sort of just speaks for itself. I think partly because it, like you said, it there's not a ton going on. It's not 
it's not going to get muddied like it, a lot of other games yeah. would. You you see it and you're like, okay, you're taking pictures of Pokemon. Um, you can move fast. Add, only after you've done a whole bunch of work is yes. that you can then move through the levels fast. Exactly. Most of the game. Um, but th- that's it for the history and context. Let's get into uh, your history with this game. The whole reason we're here. Uh, do you remember at all knowing that this game existed and wanting it? Or is it just something that uh, is like a fuzzy memory for you, like getting into this game? I first, well, because I never actually owned it. I would rent it from Crazy Mike's in Hamilton, Montana, the video place. That's uh, um, That's got to be a real place. It absolutely is. Um, <laughs> shout out to Crazy Mike's. Hell yeah, Crazy video. Mike. What a weird name that you just couldn't do anymore. Um, that is, that's like only not mid, late 90s appropriate for a video store. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I would rent games from there and I rented Pokemon Snap a few times and it was just like, it just didn't make any sense to me, but I still <laughs> wanted to play it. Yeah. Like you're just like, cause like I said, like every other game I'd played was sports or I'd go to a friend's house and play a violent shooting game and that'd be fun or whatever. But like Pokemon Snap, you're like, all right, this is cool. And just seeing the Pokemon in 3D was so cool. Yeah. Cause I don't know what I was expecting, but I was like, that looks exactly as what I thought that thing was going to look like. Yes. <laughs> like, which is cool. And I remember, I think it's the first level when you figure out, cause you can throw apples and you can throw um the pester ball yeah the pester ball and the apple and you can throw the apples in the beginning and then you get the pester ball and then you also get the flute later Mm -hmm. which makes pokemon dance which is great yeah um (laughs) so it was one of those games where i was just kind of fascinated at why a why did they make this game um yeah and it was such a cool way like i like that it didn't that holds your hand, but it's like, this is Pokemon Snap, and it's in the same world as Pokemon, yes. but we're not telling you. It has nothing to do with it at all, though, really. Totally. Um, like, you're not at, you're not, you know, whoever you are. Like, it was just, it was just, and it, like, it, it's relaxing. I don't think at the time I understood how kind of calming it was. Yeah, Because you're like, I'm in this cart, and I'm just taking pics on the beach, or yes. at a river, or it's, like, it's, at a volcano. It's definitely one of those games that, at least for me, I appreciate even more today. And, and like, yeah. Yeah, like you you brought up earlier, they're, they're making a new one. Uh, it seems like perfect for us as adults. Like, all right, I need to relax. That's it something feels like a game on. that was almost made for adults. Yeah. Even back then, mm-hmm. because that's a game where like, I mean, I could totally, you know, my dad and mom never played video games, but if there was one that they were going to play, it's the one where you move slowly and take pictures of the Pokemon. Your parents played this game. They would see, that was the only one that they were kind of like, oh, this is like interesting. That's like, amazing. I never like it sat down with my dad. Yeah. Like, cause they were like, <laughs> all you do is take pictures. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, weird. Like, Dang. Um, so yeah, it's just one of those things where like, it was weirdly, I think like, cause like, I mean, like you said, the remake is going to be so popular Yeah. because I mean, if they stick to what the core of it is, which is literally only taking pictures of Pokemon, mm-hmm. it's going to be a huge hit. That's um, It's funny. I haven't really thought about the remake too much, um, but now that we're having this discussion and and we're sort of landing on one of the things that makes it really good, I now all of a sudden I sort of have a tiny fear that they might fuck with it a little bit. I think they're going to. Uh, I think they're probably I mean, going to add. They won't make it the same exact thing, unfortunately, so we'll see. Because gaming is so <laughs> different, right? Like, you yeah, even think true. about if if this game hadn't have come out in 1999, even if it came out now, as it is, people would be like, 
it's a I can't go anywhere because free movement is like the biggest thing with games right now. Yeah. Being oh, like yeah. here's it's a sandbox, but you can go do whatever you want. Yeah. People this be game was like be full price. <laughs> yeah. Ex- right. Like this game is like you're doing what we tell you, and what we tell you is stay on this track and take pictures of these Pokemon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like nothing else. Um, and it's another thing that I liked is it doesn't tell you anything. Mm-hmm. The game. Yeah. One of the and I think I appreciate that now as I'm older playing it. Because one of the things that I don't like about like the new Splinter Cells and even the new Spider-Man to an extent, it holds your hand. Yes, it absolutely. It shows you exactly what to do. You don't really figure anything out in terms of move. Like there's a move list, you know, like you know exactly what's going to happen when you do this. Yeah. But with Pokemon Snap, there's this air of like, oh, if I throw this pester ball at this, like in the river level of Pokemon Snap, you have to throw you have to throw enough pester balls to get the squirtles out of the river yes. and then once it's out of the river you have to throw enough pester balls at a manky who then kicks the squirtle like over the mountain and then you have to remember that when you see that squirtle down there you have to push him into the water for him to evolve yes that's never told to you totally right, right? like so you just have to like there's this air of like you just got to discover it and figure it out which I think now as an adult, I really like because it just makes you want to play more. Absolutely. It gives you reason, a a reason to like sort of tinker around and just experiment, especially when you are just, it's really great that they present it as like you, like we've talked about so many times you're on the, in this little weird cart. Cart. It's on these rails. It fits one. There's no room on this cart. Absolutely. Todd barely fits in this thing. (laughs) Yeah. Mr. Snap himself. But (laughs) I think it's almost like the the fact that it is presented uh, in such a limited scope and a limited range of stuff you can do, even even though that's the case, you know that you see what you can try to manipulate. Even if – and sometimes you try something and it doesn't – nothing really happens. But sometimes – like you're saying, you throw a pester ball at a manky and he kicks a squirtle over a hill. And yeah, and you're like, whoa. that. And that's the other part is that everything matters. Yes. Everything that the Pokemon do, does, you're like, oh, that's leading to another thing. Totally. Like, it's like this weird, and yeah, like it's linear, but it's also very open. Yeah. Somehow, like, yeah, it's, re- and the level design is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'd never, you know, it's almost like a, it's almost like a skiing game how they developed the levels and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it feels like you're on a ski lift almost. Yeah. Like, and yeah, it's just, it's a game that I liked younger. And I, I think one of the reasons I like it is like, you know, I like Madden when I was young for the same reasons I like it now. I like playing video game football, like yeah. all those, but now Pokemon snap is a game where I firmly know what I liked as a kid that I now have a lot different things that I like as an adult with it. Totally. That's that's very, very interesting. Um, I like, I don't even, it's funny when I think about this game, I don't know how you feel. Um, I don't necessarily, obviously, like, like as you even indicated, you have to get a certain score uh, on certain levels to move on. So the, yeah. the different, the quality of pictures that you take of these Pokemon matters only in the sense that like, if they're a shitty quality, if a Pokemon's really far away or turned around, you don't get a good score for it. Yeah, um, he's pretty harsh about it. Yeah, he, and he he's not afraid <laughs> to tell you uh, what what's up. Uh, he's definitely like on his 
on summer vacation, Prof Oak. <laughs> oh, it's like drunk Professor Oak. Yes. Where he's like, you better take some pics. Yes. <laughs> I, I, it's, um, his little voice, he barely says anything in wow. the game. Wow. Yeah. It's but, almost Mario ish. Yes. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that I've always had in my head, it's one of those quotes I'll never forget, is just how he says, Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I always thought that was so funny. I don't know why. Yeah, you're like in the lab, like it's it's really cool. And like the the judging aspect of it is cool too, because that's something that is completely out of your control. Yeah. Is that you're like, I took such a great picture of these battling magmars or like how is this better than that? Yeah, like it's bigger, like all that. So like that's and that's fun as an adult too. So I'm like, that's a way more artful shot. Totally, <laughs> yes. And it's 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 interesting to see what the game judges as good. I I think it probably walks you through a few guidelines. Like I'm guessing it's like the size and the activity and the and amount like the of them. Yeah, like if it's in the middle of the frame, you get like times two. Yeah, but if it's big, you get a good thing. That, do, but that like, is funny though. It doesn't allow for the artsy high scores like you're no. referring to. Yeah, like older me has definitely taken a lot more uh, deeper pictures totally. than younger me did. Capturing, you know, the the pain in Jigglypuff's yeah. eyes as she has to sing in the cave. Exactly. It <laughs> uh, just, and she's so far off into the frame that it's like almost something you would miss. But uh, yeah, she but she's feels, there. Exactly. <laughs> and there's a weird ethereal part of the game too. There's a part where you have to take pictures of like sh- shapes. Yes. Like there's a constellation that looks like Mewtwo. And then, like, the mountain that looks like uh, Doug Trio and all this oh stuff. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. And, you and like, for those, you just have to, like, cruise the level and look at the scenery. You're not even looking for the Pokemon. So it adds yes. this whole other, like, the scenery is also interesting, too. Like, That's right. Yeah, it's it's a really deep game. <laughs> it is. I forgot about those. I think there's they might even call them signs, but like there's, it is. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, yeah, like yeah. seven signs you got to look for throughout these levels. And... And those have, like you're saying, nothing to do with the actual main goal of taking good pictures of the Pokemon and getting to move on. Yeah, and it's like, and the clues are so funny because it's like, where can I find the Doug Trio? And it's like, well, if you go by the river, and you're like, okay, so it's the river level. Yeah. That's where I got to go. Um, but some <laughs> of them, but some of them, like, you got to throw, you know, apples into like the volcano and all this. Like to get coughing, you have to like throw a quick pester ball and then like snap the pick of the smoke. Or it's like gone. Yes. And then you have to like restart and all this stuff. So like it's such a weird task-based game. Yes. That is a lot deeper than I wish this game would have been so much better when it came out. Me too. I feel like they messed up the marketing or knew that American audiences at the time probably didn't want it. Yeah. It was like first person shooters and Goldeneye and all that stuff, but that's true. A slow a slow game on a 3D console was probably not what people were looking for. <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> especially with Mario Kart and stuff like that being out where you're like there's groundbreaking things happening with 3D gaming at the time and Pokemon was like, you can take pics. Yeah. <laughs> and move real slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um do you uh, it's funny thinking about like the you've been talking a lot about how it doesn't tell you exactly what to do. There's it's deep, there's a lot to discover. It was so fun to use your limited tool set to try to make something happen. Like you referred to really early in the episode, tossing or getting Pikachu to surf. So yeah. some Pokemon like chase the apple. So if you, you would learn if you toss an apple by a surfboard on the beach, he just little guy hops on there and then you get a great picture of Pikachu. Yeah. And um, it's, it just opens up so much. 
it really does. Do you are are there any any that like stick out in your mind that you remember that like were either funny or memorable? Because I've got a few that I can think of that were that were particularly interesting. The first one that I remember is the dueling magmars where they're like blowing fire at each other and they like then one of them just kind of weirdly tips over and like it's a really funny animation because the fire you're like oh they're really fighting and then it's like this kind of comical like whoa like tip over which is funny i like that one um the snorlax one is really good you do the poker flute and all that is that on the first Um, level that's on yeah i think it is because you have to go out of order on all the levels too which i like is once you get the flute and all that stuff because you don't get it right away so you go back like you don't even if you take on your first run through if you take all the pictures that you can you still have to go back and do stuff with the flute and the pester balls and stuff yes so like that's a whole nother thing too um that is it's like you're sort of like chipping away as you go through but then you revisit it and chip away a little more um the dragonite on the river levels cool because oh, it like yeah. flies and like does a weird like kind of like uh yeah i don't know what he does the suck it sign which is really yeah, strange he did, well it kind of does because like puts his arms <laughs> oh, really? like, this is weird <laughs> yeah um i gotta look that one up yeah so those are probably my two and like surfing pikachu is great like anything that pikachu does you're on board um but yeah those are probably i like those those what, are, what ones do you like i i i watched a couple videos on it today i i talked a big game and I said I was going to play it before we did this, but turns <laughs> you out... You son of a bitch. I know. I, lo- I, was, I, bullshit, I bullshitted you, but uh, I watched some videos, and I was reminded of a few. There's... there's uh, The legendary birds are in this game. Yeah, which, which I, is fair. It makes no sense when I, you think about it. Yeah, like, why would they be there in a giant egg? Um, <laughs> yeah. But those are funny. Like, the Moltres one, you have to, like, hit into the lava... And then yeah. Moltres just appears, which is she's just there. Which I think, considering they only included like sixty-five or so Pokemon, having the birds there, even though they didn't make sense or cool, um, you can hit a Magikarp a few times to get it to evolve into a Gyarados. Yeah, and, then, and it has to like go down to the waterfall. Like, there's a bunch of weird stuff with the Gyarados. That's another one of those like process ones. Yes, where that- you like knock the Magikarp out, and then it gets moved somewhere and then you got to remember it yeah i i'm sure that you you said something about game informer earlier i'm sure that to know these things uh i had to have looked at like a nintendo power or a guide i've looked up walkthroughs now because i'm like how the fuck do i get because another thing is all the levels have or a couple of levels have that switch oh you have to hit so you have to like get a manky near the switch and then make it mad enough to where it like punches the switch and that's how you get to the next level. So, which is kind of a weird thing to teach kids of like, if you make the animals angry, they'll do what you want. Yeah. Um, Strange lesson there, Pokemon. Yeah. Very, very odd thing to teach. Um, but yeah, like stuff like that is so cool. Um, there's another egg where there's all the, uh, what is that weird character with like the big lips and the blonde hair? Jinx. Jinx, where there's like three yes. jinxes in the water around the egg, oh, and you have yeah. to wake them up with the flute. And that's like, that's weird. just a, as an adult, that's just a weird scene to yeah, see. What like, is this actually is going on trippy. here? Like, a lot of the game is weirdly trippy, too. Like, there's a mm-hmm. part where all the like, uh, the magnetites and stuff are like in a triangle at the end of that one level. Yeah. And then like, and they synchronize. Yeah. It's a very, there's just, it's a very weird game. It is. There are so many little 
they get it's so crazy how much they got out of this game considering like we've said there's just six or seven levels there's a fraction of the pokemon but there's enough like quirks and and like mysteries that really keep it interesting they do so much more than like they literally are doing so much more on your screen than what they did up to that point times a thousand oh yeah they're moving like you said you know like and they're reacting to different things and stuff like that because up to that point we've just been like take the potion your your health is up yeah the rare candy you level up with this it's like (laughs) i can dictate what this pokemon's gonna do with the flute or whatever yes absolutely uh and just seeing it in that 3d space was just like mind-blowing uh yeah i don't have a switch but the fact that they have a a remake of it coming out makes me kind of want to buy a switch Ooh, i'll i'll encourage anyone whoever's curious to get a switch (laughs) because it's just a it's a great console with a lot to do um oh yeah you know what would I kinda, you suggest the switch light sorry this is a hard pivot, oh no go for should it. i just get the regular switch or the switch light i or lte whatever it is you know what if i would actually say uh, for myself i would definitely get the regular one because i thinking handheld is great and i use that a decent amount but there are certain games that i just want to play on the tv zelda yes like, so that's everyone i've t- and like i think the switch lte is smaller yeah. which I've played the regular Switch and I have kind of like weird gangly big hands. And so playing <laughs> on a smaller bring it up, one, but... <laughs> oh, you got it out of me. Um, but so playing on a smaller one seems like it'd be awkward. Yeah, I think I think for you, my friend, a regular Switch is the way to go. All right, I'm going to buy it right now. Yes. No, I, 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 can't, I literally yeah. can't do that. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'll do my best. Because they're not available. They're hard to find. Uh, oh my God, yeah. But... So we've gotten to talk about a lot of like what both of us like about this game. Do you remember anything around like the context of you what when you played this game or like what would have been going on in your life like during this time? So it was 99. I was living in Hamilton, Montana. It was just my mom and going I. to crazy mics. Going to crazy mics every <laughs> Friday. Um no, just being a kid in Hamilton, you know, running around playing in the river, trying to catch weird animals and stuff like that. So just hanging out, going to Seattle to visit my dad and uh, stepbrothers and stuff like that and playing their video games, which was cool because they were like a big Super Smash Brothers. Oh, nice. Which I am not. I kind of, I dislike Super Smash Bros because I'm just so bad at it. Yes. Like I never, I tried to get into it. I could, I just, for some reason that game is smarter than I am. And And Charles, that's okay. (laughs) It's not your fault, Charles. Back then it wasn't. Um, (laughs) Of course. Especially with your two like stepbrothers kicking your ass like. yeah exactly um like my my one of my really good friends um in college he like won like our college smash brothers Way tournament to go, like he's crazy sir. kid so yeah everyone in my life's been like really good at it um but no just like you know being a kid like wanting yeah. to play video games and yeah just renting that one that's awesome do you do you remember was this something that you i know you said your parents would watch you play a little bit but did you mostly play this by yourself well, Pokemon Snap was a game where, like when friends would come over, we'd like play like Madden or something like that. Yeah. Pokemon Snap was never really a session game with yes. other people because you play it a couple times and if someone's not into it, they're not into it. Totally. Like, it is not. And, you know, you didn't have phones back then, so you couldn't just look at your phone while your friend played the game. Yeah. Um, exactly. So like, yeah, it was definitely not a. Uh, yeah, like a couple times, you know, but nothing like, never like a heavy session or anything. Especially like for like young boys, I think. 
Yeah, like now it's really funny. As we've discovered. Because um, like now my buddy and I, like we played this for like three hours the other day. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Not the other day, excuse me, pre-quarantine. Um, just Good, like hanging out. I was out. about to come down on you, Charles. <laughs> You're going to call Newsome. Uh, it's going to be my ass. Um, call me but, Newsome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it's way more fun as an adult. Yeah. Like, because you just hang, you're like, this is awesome. Dude, especially if uh, <laughs> you uh, enjoy a bit of the devil's lettuce. Oh, it yes. Might be absolutely. Yeah, it's really fun. And it's fun. It's like a fun game to like be kind of drunk, like have a couple drinks and play. Because totally. you're just like, what are we doing here? Um, and it makes me want to, it just makes me wish it was a real thing. Yeah. Which is like still a very childish thing. Dang, but, like, but that's how they got you. That's how I got this, got us back then was being like, what if this is real? Um, did you, uh, uh, some weird specific question. What was your, I've never asked this specific question on the show. Um, when you played video games at that time, did you have like a living room set up where you, did you have your own TV in your room? Like what? I never had a TV in my room. Um, so Why you're back- a good, nice guy. Yeah. Um, so back then we had like, uh, like in Hamilton, we had like the sun room. Wasn't oh, nice. a bit, it was just like where the TV was. It was like kitchen and then like kind of a back porch yeah. room area so that's where that's where the game was and then in high school i was in the basement because in montana there's like finished basements um nice so i had like my room and then like the living room was down like the the video game thing was right downstairs so Ooh. that was kind of my area yeah so that, that was nice. sounds like uh it was Primo great looking back spot. yeah looking back <laughs> i'm like wow what a what a phenomenal <laughs> setup for me um but yeah that was the setup I never TV in the room would be crazy. Hannah had a TV in her room. Yeah. Which I'm still jealous of. I I did not for a long time, but then I think when I was when my parents finally got a new TV for their bedroom, I got their old CRT that had like a VCR in it. Oh uh, yeah, dude. Oh yeah, and, ours had a VCR connected to it. Oh, I love it. I like <laughs> yeah. I actually have an old uh CRT right next to me that I play like if I want to actually play Aren't and enjoy. Are those like bad for you? I don't know. Are they? Uh, oh, if they break, there's like weird gases. Yeah, I think with like the, the tube CRT in the TV. TV. Yeah. Um. So I'll try not to break it. I'm sure you're fine. Yeah. As I'm <laughs> sitting next to this recording every podcast I ever You're do. trying to sue like RCA or whatever <laughs> yeah. company it is. <laughs> uh, sorry, Sony, your Trinitron 30 years <laughs> yeah. later has hurt me. Um, yeah. But uh, that was my – so I finally got that little TV and I remember – I think it was like 12 or 13. It was like suddenly – like the possibilities were endless. <laughs> it's yeah, right. Like. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I have my own TV. Gosh. <laughs> um, well, that's great. I feel like we, you've gotten to share, uh, so much both about what you loved about it, about this game and, uh, some fun stuff about the context of when you played before we move on to some fun end of the show segments. Was there anything you didn't get to say about this game or like a thought you felt like wrapping up about Pokemon snap? Not really. I think it's one of weirdly the most perfect games for what it is. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, I think it's underappreciated in just kind of video game cultures in general. Totally. Um, I think that's about it. I hope everyone gets a chance to play it at some point. If you know someone with an N64, just buy it. And Seriously. When I, the quarantine's over, go play it. This game is a perfect example of... Uh, so the, if you, if and when you get a Switch, Nintendo has a has like a decent old library available for you to play if you do their so many old things it's nuts because casey uh my my buddy's girlfriend has yeah it's like dude we played this you can play anything on there a lot of weird ones but they're fun it's true and it's it's really great um 
the only the issue for me is like they also have held so much of their uh library back like there's literally nothing for the n64 yeah uh there's no gamecube stuff and like if this could just be on the nintendo switch online service like I just think it would be great, especially with the new one coming out. It seems like a no-brainer, but I digress. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll move on to some fun segments, but thank you for so much for sharing about this game. Uh, yeah, thank you, man. It's it's nice when someone wants wants to hear me talk about Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I'm happy to uh, fill that void for you. Um, yeah, very much appreciated. And, you know, it, it's always uh, a little more fun when it's a game that I also personally had a lot of experience with um yeah. so i always enjoy those ones oh, of uh, course. In, in a little different way but uh we'll do some two fun end of the show segments the first one charles is the fact me by your game segment and this is just oh, a no. segment where i tell you a couple facts about the game oh okay no I, was test. Like, I don't have any facts i was no. like dude i'm okay <laughs> yeah so uh, i expect my guests to share facts <laughs> before i'll publish the episode but um i have a few for you uh the first one is uh that Pokemon Snap actually began as a non-Pokemon game based on the English fairy tale Jack and the Beanstalk. What? This game was intended what? for Remember that that disk drive thing I mentioned earlier, the N64 yes. thing? So it was it was developed for that originally and it was revealed in February 95, like a year and a half before the N64 even came out. So Yeah. Um it's been it's been speculated uh, that well first off what ended up happening was that they had this idea for a game but like nothing no property was really sticking and then when Pokemon really took off they were Are like Jack and the Beanstalk wasn't getting people to play video games dude which is crazy because like when I think of Jack and the Beanstalk I think yeah. mashing some buttons new technology yes uh, not a fairy tale I haven't thought about in 20 years yeah <laughs> um but yeah, it was eventually, you know, when Pokemon took off, they found uh, the perfect outlet for, or the perfect property to attach to it. Um, and a little side fact is that it's speculated that some gameplay elements from this were used, were planned to be used in Earthbound 64. I don't know if oh, you know the Earthbound yeah, 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 franchise, yeah, yeah. but um, specifically there was like this seed element in the game that if you plant it, it would grow in real time because of the clock and the in the 64 dd i love stupid stuff like that it's so interesting um yeah so they they were going to use that element from jack and the beanstalk in this other game that also <laughs> never came out yeah. <laughs> yeah so so go figure um that's crazy uh the second thing i wanted to share was i had completely forgotten about this but did you know or do you remember the pokemon snap print stations that they had for this game Damn, I don't. I had I had the camera for the Pokemon, but I or for the Game Boy, but I never had oh, the printer. But yes, that's man. I I want to go print off some Pokemon snaps right now, dude. So this was even different than the Game Boy camera and the printer. They had kiosks set up at in in the United States. It was at a bunch of blockbusters. That I was, was just yes, like a yeah. Like the perfect place for it, right? Yeah. Uh, no crazy mics. No crazy mics, sadly. <laughs> um, but you could basically bring in your cartridge and uh, you could print out your Pokemon Snap photos. Just take that memory card over and just, man. It's nuts. So um, I, I actually have a video. Come I'm going to send you a video or a, or a link to a little page about it, but I thought it was just yeah. so mind blowing. 
I um, love that. One of the things I love about Nintendo is they're the most extra video game company mm-hmm. by a million miles. Oh yeah, they're like camera printer. Like, <laughs> go to Blockbuster, print it out. Sewing like, machine. Yeah, but it's like, but people wanted it totally, and now Ish. they're like such a not. Those things are such a novelty. I wish I had a Game Boy camera. Oh like, my god! I, not that I would use it, expensive. but I want it. <laughs> Someone on my Instagram, one of my Instagram friends was back home and they posted that they had a Game Boy camera. And I was like, how much do you want for that? I'll, I will buy that. Wow. And she was like, oh, just remind me when I come back. And I just forgot. I was like, I could have gotten a free freaking oh, Game Boy no. camera. <laughs> uh, I, I'm truly so proud that you reached out when they posted that because <laughs> yeah. I would have done the same thing. I hadn't uh, talked in a while, but it was fine. <laughs> hey, you know what? You did the right thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the last thing that I had to share with you, I'll, I'm just going to send you a video later because it's kind of hard to, uh, there's not really any facts to share, but okay. there's a really cool YouTube video. Um, and it's this channel where they'll go into like old games, but they will through like emulation and they yeah. will, Go out of bounds. So out of the bounds of like oh, the that's cool. actual environments and models. And the Pokemon Snap one is like, it's, it's as weird as you could imagine. That's it, awesome. Yeah. There's there's nothing groundbreaking or like mind-blowing. It's just kind of uh, interesting to like yeah. see the way they did some stuff. Um, that's cool. Yeah. But that's the end of the Factory by Your Game segment. And I learned a lot. Dude, hey, it's uh, I don't call it fact me by your. I don't call it uh, <laughs> dumb me by your name. I don't know. Um, uh, the last one I have for you is the game recommendation segment. Now, Charles, this is my one forced tie-in to the movie Call Me by Your Name, where I'm going to treat Pokemon Snap as your you know passionate summer love that you're moving on from. Okay. Uh, and as in you know all relationships when you move on, um, it's always interesting for me to see like who somebody dates after they've been in, in a relationship for a bit. Uh, is that person, the next person they date exactly the same as their previous partner? Is it someone yeah. wildly different? Uh, or is it the exact, you know, rebound you would expect? So, uh, yeah. that's what these three recommendations are sort of based off of your love. Okay. Pokemon snap. Um, um, damn, this is deeper than I thought I was going to be, you know? Um, uh, so is this like what I played at the time? So or this, what I'm, I'm going to give you recommendations. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Let's do it. So you know work on your end, dude. I, I'll take care okay. of it all. So the first recommendation I have for you is that if what you loved about this game was uh, the, the on-rails nature of it, you love being on rails through a level and you love the N64, my recommendation, it would be Star Fox 64. Oh, yeah, love Star Fox. Uh, another another yeah. classic. Uh, I'm gonna fire up eBay right now and order all of these. Probably. I know it's <laughs> I, I Star Fox is one I don't have on the N64, and it's it's a big hole in my library. Uh, <laughs> the second one that I have for you is that if you the thing you took away from this game was like you're like I want to be a video game photographer. I love this. I want to take pics, but you know this Pokemon Snap game was a little safe. I need some danger. Then I'll recommend. Uh, to you a game called Dead Rising. Do you know this game? Is this the the island with the zombies? It's you're actually at a mall and it's a, oh, a zombie game. You I play like this that. you play this journalist who uh is there to document what's going on. Turns out there's a zombie outbreak. You beat Classic. the shit out of zombies, but you also take a bunch of pictures. It, there's oh, a whole, that's cool. It's it, there's a whole like camera element to it. So uh it was an Xbox 360 like launch game, so that, that's my other rec for you. And the last one, um, if you are looking for just like a 
very clear spiritual successor to this game, uh, then I'd recommend uh, one that's it was on PS Plus for PS5 people, but it's available. It's called Bug Snacks. Have you heard of this one? I have, and I watched a video about this game. And did it weird you out? It did, but I liked it because, like, you go into the PS5 and like it's like such a weird, like, kind of way to show you how the system works. Oh, are you? It reminds me of. You might be thinking of Astrobot. No, because there's a new Bug Snacks is the same thing. Oh, you never like mind. go into the PS5. It's like a really weird part of the level. That's strange. You know what's funny? I have I've I've got this game on my system, but I haven't played it. So this is probably just something I don't know about the game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because I just watched a video about it because they were like, this is the game that came with the PS5 Bug Snacks. But then it like there's some really weird, cool stuff about it. Yeah, I guess it's like a very a much more it's kind of like a dark Muppets sort of thing is the way it's been described to me but you are taking you're trying to get these animals to do well these bug snacks to do different things and take pictures of them so and there's like ketchup involved oh in a weird way you gotta like throw ketchup at stuff um but yeah (laughs) did you ever play the game for the mac for like when the the mac the imac first came out where you're like a bug no it's like you're just hanging out as a bug and you gotta like (laughs) it's very it was that's a it reminds me of bug snacks but yeah those are fantastic recommendations though hey thank you i I like to have a lot of fun with them i usually have a better my last one's usually a better troll uh wreck but okay it was just too obvious not to throw that one out there yeah um but that'll do it for the game wrecks and charles that will bring us to the end of the show man Uh, so we're here how do you feel you you reach the end I feel great. This was a fantastic time. Um, I'm so glad. Always, yeah, thanks for having me on. Always happy to talk about Pokemon Snap. If you ever need to call me in for any Pokemon Snap talk, I absolutely might, available. I Now that I've got that on record, I'm definitely going to hold you to it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, of course. No, thank you so much for doing this. This was a really, uh, it's it's truly been such a fun thing to get to connect with people that, I mean, we can all keep in touch over text, uh, but this is such a nice excuse for an hour and a half to just sit down with a friend and catch up. So, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, but before you go, um, if you wouldn't mind plugging stuff you want people to find again, and I'll include uh, links to everything in the show notes. Oh, fantastic. Um, well, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're a Clippers fan or you want some schadenfreude, uh, listen to Locked on Clippers uh, five days a week. You can find it. I host that with my very good friend, Will Updike. Um Used to be able to go to all the games, but you know, COVID. Dude, um, you were you had locker room access. It we finessed season tickets. I have no idea how they gave us that access. It was insane. Um, got to talk to Doc Rivers a bunch. Got to talk to Kawhi. Ooh, big um, question for you. Uh, yeah. And I think I know how you feel because I saw the title of a podcast episode. But <laughs> uh, Paul George extension, big extension for playoff. We had P. to. I'm excited for it. People pretend like he's not a top 10 player, but he is number 10, but he is technically a top 10 player. Hey, that still counts, right? <laughs> yeah. Also, people forget that he um, broke his leg horrifically. And yeah, is and is still, still dang good. Third in MVP voting 13 months ago. So still very good. I'm excited about dang. it. Uh, but yeah, you can listen to all that at Locked on Clips. You can listen to the new 20s, which is me and Caleb Studevant just shooting the shit. He's from West Baltimore originally. I'm from Montana. So there's some it, fun crossover is he there. On, is he a Twitter person? Kind of. Uh, he's at King's Kid underscore 15. 
He's not that big on Twitter, but he has some solid tweets. I, just, I feel like tweets. I know that name, that full name. So sorry, sorry to interrupt you. No worries. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Charles Mockler. Instagram, same thing. I never really post that much uh, on Instagram. But yeah, check out uh, Locked On Clips in the new twenties. Killer. Uh, we'll include all that stuff. Uh, I'll do some plugs um, too. But thank you again, Charles, um, for for freaking being here, my guy. Um, oh, thank you. You betcha. Uh, a cover art for our show is done by at glenn.j on Instagram. Uh, of course, you should definitely check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash super MPC radio. And if you're a listener to the show, uh, you probably know that I do a monthly bonus uh, deep dive, uh, the Call Me By Your Game co-op episodes uh, that's available on Ooh, our DJ okay. Toad tier. Uh, this month, well, this is, oh yeah, this is coming out. Actually, this is going to come out next week because I know the the season is starting. That's why I had you. That's why I wanted to make sure to record yeah. before today, basically. <laughs> smart. Very um, smart. To line it up for your shows and stuff. Uh, but uh, all that to say is that we've got a Shadow of the Colossus episode coming. And then for free for everyone. Oh, I love that game. Dude, it, it was so much fun. So there'll be a free, there'll be like a preview next week on this feed as well for that. On the same week, actually. You're it's a sad this. game too when you think about it a little bit, dude. It is. The Colossus are just minding their business. Yes. Oh well, Charles. It sounds like. <laughs> Sorry, a, I don't want to. No, no, no. You're good, but it sounds like you've got a. I've got a preview for you to listen to next week. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you, and then for on Christmas, uh, we're doing a bonus free one that goes to everyone's feed, and that's a uh, we're gonna cover Miles Morales of the new Spider-Man game. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm listening to that one too. There we go. Um, this show is produced by the great Jeremy Schmidt. Uh, you should check out his show, Video Games comedy show and then i am at uh on twitter at connor underscore mccabe and sometimes i stream on twitch at cons is cool 69 um that'll do it for this episode uh put your put your cameras away kids uh no more no more snapping that that's my good outro for this one that's great